It may not feel good to me, but it is good for me to be broken. Hey, hello, good morning. I promised uh, that I was going to share with you what God placed in my heart whenever that I woke up every morning and uh, today is the first time of, you know, leaving the promise. So I said promised I'm going to deliver what God has placed in my heart. Um, I want to share with you the reason why you're still living, the reason why you're still alive. It's because God has found the ransom to keep you alive. The reason why you're still alive is because God has found the ransom to keep you from all kinds of evil. The reason why you're still living is because God has found the ransom to keep you from all various trials and temptations. For the Bible teaches us that we should count it all joy when we face different various trials. That, oh God, is the testing of our faith. And if we are tempted, we shouldn't say that it's God who tempted us. For God does not tempt with evil. And the reason why you're living in this kind of time, hard times of the world that, is, that the world is going through, is because God has found the ransom to keep you alive. He has found a ransom in his mighty will and audacity to make sure you still live for a purpose that he has planned for you. God loves us so much that he has found the ransom for us to keep us and make sure we'll live up to the tax. When you look at the time of Noah, God found the ransom to keep the human race as we have been privileged to experience the handiwork of our Father who made the heavens and the earth. For had it not been Noah at that time, we would have been around this time. So the ransom for Noah at that time was to keep the human race going. And now in our era, God has found the ransom that the, the cross that we were supposed to be nailed upon, he found the ransom to exchange us for it. That he exchanged our debt for life and placed Christ. In our situation, God has found the ransom. That is the reason why you're still living. You would have been dead when you stepped your feet. In that kind of office you would have been dead when you sat in that seat you would have been dead when you entered that bus you would have been dead when you crossed the road you would have been dead when you sang that song you would have been dead by now when he insulted that person you would have been dead when you were depressed but God found a ransom to keep you alive a ransom in this time is Christ Jesus the reason why we're still living is because God wants us to come to the knowledge of the truth. That all will come to the knowledge of the truth. For it is the truth that sets man free. That is the reason why you're still living. That is the reason why God is keeping you. He is wanting to keep you for a purpose and for wanting to make you come to the reason and the knowledge of the truth. For you to be set free, for you to be made whole, sanctified, purified, white as snow like never before. Ah, God loves you so much, son of God.
So don't think it is by your strength, by your mind, by your strategies, abilities, capabilities, availabilities of gift. That is not it. That isn't it. You live because God has found the ransom. And He loves you. Trust Christ. Believe in Him. And make Him your God. For the reason why you live is because God has found the ransom. Hello, good morning. Thank God it's a great day, Father. We thank you, bless your holy name. We give you praise and all the glory. Let your will be done. And I thank you, Lord, for such a time like this. God bless you for listening. And uh, I thank God that we are born alive. If you're listening in your comfort of your zone, listening in your car, listening at a workplace, may the Lord let you get connected to whatever that is being shared on this podcast for the records my name is peace dunk jr sorry for not calling on my name in the previous ones but i believe that now you know my name i'm so sorry it wasn't my intention to be doing that but got me say good now you know my name today as i promised uh i'm gonna talk about something very so special and inspiring and it's it's themed thy will be done Thy will be done. The Bible says that Christ said to the disciples when they asked him to teach them to pray. He said that when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Thy will be done on earth. Now, looking at the context of the earth, and the will of God. The Bible says when God created man from the dust of the ground, <laughs> he breathed into man the, 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 the spirit of life and man became a living soul. So in this context, the Bible is saying that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It means the originality of man being alive and having the possibility of making things right is accepting the will of God to be done in his life. Now listen, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 down to 28. The Bible says that, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. He created him, sorry. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the beds of the earth and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. That is power given to man. Because man was made from the dust of the ground. And from the dust of the ground did God plant into the spirit of man saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth. Have dominion over everything. That was the originality of God's will for man. But here we are. Man has lost everything to the devil. 
now because god wants his originality to come back to us he gave us christ jesus that in him we find everything we find back our our uh, uh, the things that we lost we find back what we need now looking at the time of noah when god swept off sin from the earth he changed the plan Genesis chapter 8 Genesis chapter 8 speaks about sorry, it speaks about when the flood was over. The chapter 9, verses 1 is what I want to you know talk about. It says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and your and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and and on and upon every bed of the earth upon everything that creeps on the ground that all the fish of the sea into your hand they are delivered god broke back what he intended to give man in the era of noah now here we are as christians we can't dominate we can't subdue we can't we can't multiply we can't be fruitful we think that be fruitful and multiply just only is limited to you giving birth and getting married and giving birth and all that nah you've been fruitful and multiplying it means that your connections the kind of influence that you have on others will connect them back to god and get them closer in the kingdom advance that is being fruitful and multiplying subduing means you take control over the earth the things of the earth the bible says that when the, wherever that is soul of your feet shall step there i shall give to you when christ jesus stepped oh god in the in the city of gadaria where the 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 the, the legion uh, has possessed the man who was living in the tombs the bible says when god christ jesus stepped there the the demon came running and when he saw christ he just had to bow that is the soul of the feet the power of the soul of the feet now i want to wrap it up i want to tell you that you are made from dust so you have to dominate the things that are also made from dust. So far as you live on this earth, you have to make things right. Be fruitful. Multiply. Whatever that you do, make sure it gives glory to the Lord Most High. Whatever that you do, make sure the will of God is integrated. Don't do things for your own sake. Make sure things are connected to the will of God. For thy will be done as it is in heaven. May you see to it that whatever that you're going to do, you're going to make sure that the will of God will be done. May God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Hello. Good morning. Today is a great day that the Lord has made. And I pray that as the Lord speaks through us and through me to us all, may we be able to connect to whatever that he's got to say to us. Today is just going to be very inspiring and so simple. Uh, today's message I'm going to talk about fear. We have so many school of thoughts about fear, but what God has told me is, good, is what I'm going to speak about. So, but please, I pray that you connect and let us work together. The Bible says, For the spirit that the Lord has given us is not of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now, looking at this means fear itself is a spirit. But in place of fear, which is a spirit, God gave us three things in place of fear. He gave us power, He gave us love, and He gave us a sound mind. Can you see that? So when God says fear not, He He knows what He's trying to say. Now let me tell you, let me surprise you, big surprise. When you fear, it's a sin. The fear not is not a suggestion, it's a command. Fear not, as he commanded them not to take the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil that was in the middle. He commanded them not to do so. When they rebelled and touched it and ate of it, God was so furious and he had to sack them from the garden. So fear is a sin against God, it's rebellion against God. And in other words, fear is, is you missing the mark. For God has placed three things in place of fear. Power, love, sound mind. And if you decide to fear, you lose all these three things. These three things that the Spirit of God has in place of us. Why would you fear? It's a sin to fear. So please, if you think... You are being dominated by fear. It's a big blow. Check yourself and fix yourself. The disciples were afraid when Christ was crucified. So they had to scatter. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, He gave them the power. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When the, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. And He shall be my witnesses. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not fear, for it's a sin to fear. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that any spirit of fear that has risen up against your life to cause you to rebel against God and to cause you not to believe the things of God. Father, today I pray by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the reason of the blood of the Lamb and who died and and and, and Teddy rose from the dead. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus from the corridors of the supernatural. I will release upon you, Lord, with the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. And I pray that you will be connected to the things of the spirit. And today, oh God, we, you are going to subdue fear. You are going to dominate fear. And I release upon you the grace to be able to overcome fear. I bless you as David was not 
afraid of Goliath because he knew where he came from. He was well prepared and he knew whom he had believed. May you also know whom you have believed. May God bless you and keep you and help you out. As you have listened to this podcast, may your spirit be released and separated from fear. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, good morning, today is a great day that the Lord has made and I pray that as the Lord speaks through us and through me to resolve, may we be able to connect to whatever that he's got to say to us. Today is just going to be very inspiring and so simple. Uh, today's message I'm going to talk about fear. We have so many school of thought about fear, but what God has told me is, good, is what I'm going to speak about. So, but please, I pray that you connect and let us work together. The Bible says, For the spirit that the Lord has given us is not of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now, looking at this means fear itself is a spirit. But in place of fear, which is a spirit, God gave us three things in place of fear. He gave us power, He gave us love, and He gave us a sound mind. Can you see that? So when God says, fear not, He, he knows what He's trying to say. Now, let me tell you, let me surprise you, big surprise. When you fear, it's a sin. The, the fear not is not a suggestion, it's a command. Fear not, as he commanded them not to take the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil that was in the middle. He commanded them not to do so. When they rebelled and touched it and ate of it, God was so furious and he had to sack them from the garden. So fear is a sin against God, it's rebellion against God. And in other words, fear is, is you missing the mark. For God has placed three things in place of fear. Power, love, sound mind. And if you decide to fear, you lose all these three things. These three things that the Spirit of God has in place of us. Why would you fear? It's a sin to fear. So please, if you think... You are being dominated by fear. It's a big blow. Check yourself and fix yourself. The disciples were afraid when Christ was crucified, so they had it scattered. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, He gave them the power. Acts chapter one verse say, "When the when when the Holy Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power, and He shall be my witnesses." That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not fear, for it's a sin to fear. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that any spirit of fear that has risen 
up against your life to cause you to rebel against God and to cause you not to believe the grace of God father today I pray by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the reason of the blood of the Lamb and who died and and, and, and Teddy rose from the dead I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus from the corridors of the supernatural I release upon you Lord with a spirit of power love and of a sound mind and I pray that you will be connected to the things of the spirit and today oh God we you are going to subdue fear you are going to dominate fear and I release upon you the grace to be able to overcome fear I bless you as David was not afraid of Goliath because he knew where he came from he was well prepared and he knew whom he had believed May you also know whom you have believed. May God bless you and keep you and help you out. As you have listened to this podcast, may your spirit be released and separated from fear. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hello. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Good morning. God bless you for making up the time to listen. This is one of the best episodes that I think I'm going to make so far. It's simple, inspiring, and... Uh, it's really deep. Precious Holy Spirit, I pray this morning for this kind of opportunity that you have given us. I pray you will teach us that we will decrease and you increase. You will lead and have your word. Have your word, precious Holy, have your word and make things right. Thank you, we bless you for an answered prayer. In the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I've prayed. Amen. Um, this one I'm going to talk about spiritual rhythm. Spiritual rhythm. In a book of Genesis, the Bible says that the enemy, the serpent, came to the woman that is genesis chapter number three if you have time you you can read that and the enemy said that did god really say that he shouldn't eat of any fruit of the garden the woman replying said we can freely eat of the fruits of the garden but except the one in the middle which is the fruits of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day we touch it and eat, we will die. And the enemy said that you shall not die. You shall not die. That is a rhythm. That is a spiritual rhythm. God said that if you touch it or eat it, you will die. And the enemy is saying that you shall not die. So which one do you think? If it were to be you or I will prefer to hick into, probably we will want to hick into the voice of the servant because we don't want to die. 
bad, but didn't know how it worked. The enemy, being more sad to say that, for God knoweth that if you eat of the fruit, you will be like him. But listen, question mark. The Bible says, for God made man in his own image, in his own likeness. So already we were like God, for the fruit was not going to make us like God. That was a misquoting. Already we were like God. We were. When God brought the, the, the animals to the man, the, it was the man who gave names to them. It wasn't God. So whatever that a man called them was their name till this day. Already we were like God. But we didn't know we were. And we listened to another rhythm. Causing us our spiritual grounds. Now listen, my question is, if the enemy knew this, that if we eat of the fruit, we will become like God. He already, from the start, wanted to be like God from the very beginning. So why not he go take off the fruit of the tree and eat and become like God by telling the woman? But then he told the woman to do so. That is deception. Rhythmic deception. Spiritual rhythm. It sounds so nice, so enticing. Oh, that is what I want to hear. Ah, I like it. This is so wonderful. This is what many Christians are facing in the church. They hear words that are so enticing. They hear what they want to hear because yeah, that is what they want to hear. Listen, it is spiritual rhythm. You are losing and missing the mark. Be very careful of what you hear. Ignite your spirit with the spirit of God. And make sure the things that you hear are in accordance to the will of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And let you know that you are already like God. Amen.